Hey there, I'm Dana, a registered dietitian and registered dietitian exam tutor. And this is my podcast where we go over all of the questions that have been posted to my Facebook page, Registered Dietitian Exam Study Group with Dana over the past week. And we not only chat about the answers, but why are they the answers as well as answer any questions that students have posted on the page throughout the week. This is a weekly podcast, so be sure to tune in each week for new questions. And of course, I would love to see any of you guys at the live version of this on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Community is one of those topics that I find a lot of people kind of skip over. It's spread out if you're following the admin. It's in domain one and domain two. So anytime something is spread across two domains, it's really easy to lose track of it because it's like, well, where, you know, kind of where am I studying? So my question that I put about this on the Facebook page, and we'll kind of talk about all the different ones you need to know, Two is I said, which nutritional survey looks at the behaviors of high schoolers? And I love that one of you guys put, you're like, it's something in the comments, you're like, it's something with a why. I think why is youth. And, you know, when you're thinking about, well, what do you need to know for the exam? It can be really overwhelming to be like, well, I need to know everything. No, right? Knowing like a fact like that, like why is for youth is going to help you pick the answer. So the answer to this is going to be that the survey is the Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System. And it's going to be abbreviated YRBSS. So anytime you see that Y, you should be thinking youth. But it's not like all kids. This is really grades 9 through 12. And what I like to think about with these behavior surveillance system surveys is they're just gathering data, right? It's not a program. It's not providing services. It's just kind of saying, we're going to look at high schoolers and we're going to ask them about smoking, alcohol, weight, and diet. It's run by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And this one is specific for the youth. You don't want to get to get it confused with, with the behavioral risk factor surveillance system, which, wow, has the same name except for the Y. Um, so that one's abbreviated BRFSS. And this is the same exact thing, but it's 18 plus. So the Y, think high schoolers, the youth. The one without the Y is going to be the adults. And the surveys can be, get tricky because they also make them like almost the same name with two other surveys. So two other surveys to know are the first one is the PEDNSS, which is the Pediatric Nutrition Surveillance System. This is also run by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. It looks at low-income, high-risk children, and it monitors growth and nutritional status. Then, almost the same name, except it doesn't say PED. The PED always says PED. This one is the PNSS, which is the Pregnancy Nutrition Surveillance System, looks at low-income, high-risk pregnant women, and their goal is to identify and reduce pregnancy-related health complications. So when you're thinking about the surveys, again, remember, it's not program. They're just surveys. Um, and then there's two other ones that are important to know, too. So there's really six surveys and this is a great topic to to kind of you know 
rewind the podcast and listen back and kind of make a chart on them too um, to make sure you know all six. So the fifth one is the NHANES, which is the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey. And this is kind of an ongoing survey and it's looking at clinical, chemical, anthropometric, and nutritional metrics. And a key thing to know about this is that it oversamples adults over 65 because I don't know about you guys, I'm not available to go to some trailer and like, you know, take a, you know, take a survey. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to do that, but you know, old people, sure. And then the last one, the sixth one is the National Food Consumption Surveys or the NFCS. And this is run by the USDA and this is going to evaluate the intake of protein, calcium, iron, thiamine, riboflavin, vitamin C, and vitamin A. And it's going to be kind of marking, well, do you have good intake, which is greater or equal to the RDA, or do you have poor intake, which is less than two-thirds of the RDA. So those are going to be the six to know. We have many different surveys, right? Pediatric, we have pregnancy, and Haynes, we have the food consumption survey, and then we have the two behavioral surveys, one for adults and then one for youth, but by youth, we really mean high school. So like I said, that's a great one to make a chart on. And remember, when you're studying for this exam, you want to group things together that make sense. So when I'm teaching community, I teach it actually in Domain 2. So if you're in the Signature Self-Based course, you guys are going to find this in Domain 2. You can, of course, get this as a standalone course, too, on my website. But the reason why I find it's helpful to kind of group it in Domain 2 is so that you have all that information together. So when you're thinking about community, you're thinking about those surveys, you're thinking about needs assessment, you're thinking about different types of programs, you're thinking about different types of evaluation, steps to put together a program. So definitely, if you're kind of looking back and thinking about your setting, you're like, oh my God, Dana, I think I skipped that section. Where is it in Inman? It's, it's spread out in both domains. So that's where it's really helpful to do a class. Let me do your work for you, especially right now as we're recording is the holidays. And doing a recorded class during the holidays can be super duper helpful just to kind of stay on track. Next one, we have a domain one question. So I said, why are pregnant women at risk for anemia? Also, what type would be common and why? So there's a few different reasons why you could have anemia as a pregnant woman. The first one I like to think of is that you are typically having a 50% blood volume increase. So if you do not have good nutritional status to make those red blood cells, right? Your risk for normocytic anemia where I just don't have enough red blood cells. You can also be at risk for, right, iron deficiency, which would cause microcytic anemia, but also one that we often forget about. And if you're in any of my courses, you know I asked this in the maternity homework, but if you don't have folic acid, which we typically think folic acid neurotube defects, but we want to kind of link this back to also vitamins and minerals. And what does folic acid do in just the regular human body? Well, folic acid is going to help make sure we have 
the correct size red blood cells again. If we have a folic acid deficiency, we're going to have a macrocythemia. So, right, with pregnant women, you can have all different types of anemia, which makes them very, very high risk, too. So that's why having proper nutritional status is so, so, so important, too. Okay. Next one we have is more of a study tip about how to study the different vitamin and mineral absorption sites if it's difficult for you. Um, so this is a resource I put up on the Facebook page. It'll also be in the free download, but it's just a worksheet that I call vitamins and mineral sites. And what this is, is it's kind of a, having a chart with the different areas of the GI tract. And then it also has that kind of pink GI tract that we've all seen where it's labeled where different things happen. And a really great activity is to kind of go through that and kind of look at, well, what vitamins and minerals are absorbed in more than one place and kind of go through that chart and really kind of cinch down onto, well, what vitamins and minerals are only absorbed in one place and kind of focusing on knowing those, noticing those, because those are the key things to know. Right? If something's absorbed all throughout the GI tract, it's typically probably not going to be a huge concern, you know, if we're missing one part of the GI tract. So kind of doing activities based like that can be super duper helpful to work on that application too. And if you guys have taken any of my classes, you know one of the big things, especially through the monthly groups and the signature self-based course are those homework activities to really help you guys work work on that application too. Okay, uh, this next one is a little study tip. I posted it on my Instagram, but if you guys aren't following, there's this really great Instagram. Uh, it's for nurses, and remember, other specialties are, you know, are gonna be studying a lot of the same things we're doing. So finding like great like Instagrams for like, other studying things, you know, of course, follow mine, which is Dietetics with Dana, but, you know, also follow nursing pre-med ones too, because you want to look for resources that kind of work for you. So this um, recommendation to follow, it's called simplenursing.com, but they just posted for the holidays, they posted a really funny, like, parody to, you know, I think it's Baby It's Cold Outside. I forget which one it is but all about cirrhosis. So it's like a fun song that like you can kind of um, go through it, make studying more fun. Maybe it helps you remember. Um, but just again, hearing things multiple ways is really, really important. And even as you're studying, this is why it's really, really important to have built in your schedule, kind of like catch up days, general review days, trouble area days, because you shouldn't be going through whether you're doing studying or any of my courses, you know, you shouldn't be like, okay, today I'm studying biochem. Perfect. This is my only chance to know. No, every single, every single pass, you're going to start to know kind of a little, a little bit more too. So don't feel like you need to kind of be, you know, absorbing every single, every single little thing too. Okay. Next one we have is a math one. I've gotten several students who've had pretty much the same one on the exam. So I wanted to share a similar one on the page. So get your calculators if you need it. So the question is, the Cook's tally shows 141 
grilled chicken breast for lunch. However, the hospital anticipates a 2% increase in the hospital census during this time. And the food service company restricts food waste to no more than 3% waste. How many chicken breasts would the cook prepare based on the following information and the answers below? So this is a situational math question where our eyes are rolling in the back of our heads when we see a paragraph and we see math. And remember, if you hate the math, you got to study it. And that's when doing a class can be really helpful because if you're going into this exam going, I hate math, I hate math. Oh, I see this type of question. I hate it. You're really not setting yourself up for success. So the first thing you want to do is kind of label what you have. Okay. I have ordered 141 chicken breasts. Okay, that's what was ordered. But the population is going to increase by 2%. So I need to bump that number up 2% kind of under the idea that like everything's going to increase by 2% if I get 2% more people. So I would take 141 and then times 1.02 to say I need 143.8, right? I could round to 144 chicken breasts. Remember for increasing by percent, if you do not like doing the 102, um, you can also do 141 times 0 0.02 and then just add it back. You're going to get the same number. So really whatever makes you most comfortable. So now I'm kind of halfway through the question. I'm saying, okay, I need 144 chicken breasts. There, we're kind of guessing there's going to be 144 people ordering this. And it's saying, here are four options. You pick the one that's going to give enough for the 144, but doesn't have more than 3% food waste. So let's look at our options. We have 135. Cross that out. We have 144. B, 141. Cross that out. We have 144. C, 45. Okay, that could work. 50. That could work too. But we're saying we don't want any more than 3% waste. So let me see. If I make 145 divided by 144, I have 0.6% waste. If I do 150 divided by 144, I have 4% waste. So that's why it, the answer is C, because that is going to fall within our parameters. We're going to have enough for the, 140, for the 144, but we're going to not have any more waste than 3%. Okay, next one is one that I like to ask my students. This is kind of like a fact-based question, but how many levels of pressure injury are there? Right, and this is gonna this is gonna be four because you're thinking we're kind of going through the different layers, right? The skin, the fat, the muscle to the book. So the calorie needs are gonna really depend what stage it is, how bad it is, and then also also the size of the size of it as well is gonna be a really important aspect of that. Thanks for tuning in for this week's practice question review. Don't forget that we are doing these live on my Facebook page, Registered Dietitian Exam Tutoring with Dana RD, every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and I would love to have you join live. You can also head to my website, DanaJFNutrition.com 
www.thrivingmomsbook.com to find out about the latest classes as well as study tips and services. Thanks for tuning in.